Are you tired of using low-quality bags to pick up after your dog? Do you get dog poop all over your hand when cleaning up their mess? What you need is a mutt mitt, a strong two-ply bag that makes it super-duper easy and hygienic to pick up your dog's waste. Check it out on muttmittsisland.ie. Mutt mitts, better than a bag. Proud sponsor of the Big Bark Podcast. It's the Big Bark with the latest of the canines. The Big Bark, all the doggiest of headlines. With your hosts, Dara, Millie, Roxy and Bruno. They're the kind of dogs that you know. It's time to talk about health, nutrition, training. Talk with canine professionals, owners and dogs. It's the Big Bark, the Big Bark, all the canine stories for you. Hello and a big welcome to the Big Bear Podcast. I am your host, Dara Burke. And I'm joined, as always, by my three canine co-hosts, Bruno, Millie and Roxy. And we're getting close to Halloween now, only just over just over a week away. Uh, about a week to ten days away from recording this. And we have, I suppose... Ah... The, the, I, I, I'm going to begin a priest on the way with all the damage that Roxy is doing uh, around the house. She is a crazy, crazy, crazy doggy. She nearly got her paws on the entire Podtrack PA console that I use here for the um for the podcast the other day. And by God, she got her paws on that. Like, Jesus, the damage that would have been done would have been hundreds worth. Hundreds worth. Uh, so, I want to hear from owners. Over the next couple of weeks. And I'd like to hear owners sharing their stories about how bold the things that their dogs do and how they manage to get their doggies to stop doing these things. I'd love to hear owners' perspectives on this because this dog is driving me absolutely demented at times. And I'll tell you that. Absolutely love the puppy. She's like going on nine, going on nine months next month now. She's just gone, yeah, just gone eight months. So she's going a bit, um, Again, I'm a cuckoo, cuckoo, so she is. Cuckoo, absolutely nuts. So, okay, last week we were talking, I suppose, or was it last week or the week before we were talking? Well, last week we were talking about, like, um, Ducky Eye Health, and a bit later on today we have Doc Lashley Bugler coming back from Tree Vets, Limerick and Shannon, on our health talk to talk about ear health and different ear conditions as well. I'll be happy a small bit later on. Uh, first of all, I want to share a bit of sad news, I suppose. Uh, only earlier this week, uh, the oldest dog in the world, and it was Guinness, he was the Guinness World Record holder of the oldest dog in the world, Bobby was his name, and he recently passed away in an animal hospital. Uh, so, Karen Becker, DVM from Guinness World Records, announced, who had met Bobby several times, Announced his death on Facebook, saying, This sweet boy earned his wings. Despite outliving every dog in history, his 11,478 days on earth would never be enough to those who loved him. Gods be, Bobby, you've taught the world you were meant to teach. All you were meant to teach. you taught the world all you were meant to teach. So, uh, Bobby was deemed the world's oldest living dog and oldest dog ever in February 2023. He was registered in 1992 in, I believe, in Spain, looking at it. But, sorry, Portugal, uh, 
and who confirmed his uh, birth date as 1992. And so that would make him 31 years old. So Bobby, looking at photos here of him, you really have, like, I suppose, served your owners well. You've given them everywhere love short. You're 31 years and he was apparently a very sociable, very calm, calm doggy. And he died in an animal hospital just recently. So, very sad to hear that. I'd actually often been following the, um, I suppose, the news of, of Bobby and, like, how he had, re- how he was the world's oldest dog. But, look, ah, poor, poor Bobby, poor Bobby. He's... Gone over the rainbow bridge now, so he's at peace and he's not going to be in pain. Because the one thing I hate to see is like dogs suffering, dogs in pain. If they're really old and they can't, if they're not able to enjoy any quality of life anymore. Our friends and tree vets would also say it. You have to do what's right for the dog. And look, world's oldest dog ever. Godspeed is right, Bobby. Godspeed is right. Now, later on this week, we have our Halloween special coming. So let's just talk a little bit about that. Halloween. Okay, so this will be released on Sunday of this week. Halloween. Did not realize that was looping. Okay, so this will be released on Sunday of this week. So normally we don't release episodes any other day than Thursday. Now it's normally Thursday that we release all our episodes. But we're saying, look. This week, we're doing an extra special episode for Halloween. We have a number of things happening in that. We want your spooky stories in. We want to hear all your scary, spooky stories. And we want... We are doing a new thing, which will be announced during the week. Hopefully, like, by Sunday, we'll have it announced. Or by Saturday, we'll have announced that we want to do a... What we call a Big Bark Show House. So, we are going to be every week... Put up a post on our story, giving you the option to send in a request to say hello to whoever you want, doggy wise now. It can be another doggy, it can be your own doggy, it can be a doggy business like your vet, your uh, dog groomer, your dog walker, just someone that you want to say thanks to for being an awesome dog or doggy business, and like just whoever you want to give a show how to and be sure to include your own name and be sure to let us know who you want to send your show how to now this is going to be a fairly short show today because we don't actually have much else to report uh let's see what's in the news we're kind of looking up what's in the news it's not really in the news kind of in ireland at the moment with dogs uh i don't believe so anyway let's just see Dog news in October. Uh, let's see. So, oh, yes, uh, Joe Biden's dog had to be removed from the White House after biting secret agents. There were apparently 10 attacks between October 2022 and 2023. Um, so, yeah, this is something that seems to be a thing with Joe Biden's doggy here. His. Two-year-old German Shepherd Commander had attacked uh, members of the Secret Service ten times in the space of three months. Uh, spokesperson for Lady First Lady Jill Biden confirmed Commander currently is in, on White House campus while next steps are evaluated. 
let's see. Elizabeth Alexander, the sportswoman, on to stress that the Boyans care deeply about the safety of the staff and also protect them every day. They remain grateful for the patience and support of the US Secret Service and all involved as they continue to work through solutions. Uh, so, obviously, the White House, somewhere like that, where there's a lot of suppose, military people and all that, like Secret Service and all, uh, it's unclear where he actually is. And I'm assuming that by the sounds of it, he's on the president's own private ranch, which is where I believe his other dog has actually gone to as well. So it's a uh, major was sent to live with uh, family friends in Delaware at by that was it. Major was the other name. Major and Commander. Oh my God, he's a real army guy. This point fellow, isn't he? Uh, they also have a cat called Willow. Oh, yeah, yeah. The cat's not violent at all. You can be sure the cat's violent enough now. That cat has given enough scratches. So, yes, at Secret Service, if you're listening to podcasts for the world site Boyne or anything, um, I'm fully supportive of, of Mr. Boyne and his doggies, just so you know. Uh, please don't show up at my door and arrest me because I'm in support of Boyne and his doggies because I love these doggies. They're beautiful dogs. And, yeah, they're only doing their job. So, look, no, there has been a lot of dog attacks of different breeds in recent weeks and months, and it's worrying. Um, it's a lot of XL bullies, as we talked about with Samantha Rawson a couple of weeks ago, and we are seeing a lot of dog attacks continue to happen, and very strange that it's suddenly happening now. Um, not sure what's causing this, but there was a man in his 50s who died after a dog attack in England a few weeks ago. Uh, have been people hospitalised in Ireland as well um, so it's it, it does continue to happen so look if if you have a anyway vicious dog at all or like they might not be vicious to you they might not act like that to you but please please keep your dogs under control and be a responsible dog owner and don't let them attack someone else because let me tell you if you do that it is going to be a massive 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 claim towards you. So, on that note, let's go completely away from that and go on to our main topic today. Last week, we had Dr. Ashley Bugler talking about eye conditions, different eye conditions, and now we have her back with us again here to chat to us about uh, doggy ear conditions today. So, we're going to be right back after this to chat with Dr. Ashley Bugler from Treehee Vets in Limerick and Do you have a pet in need of a vet or do you need some health advice for your four-legged friend? Whether it's for a regular checkup, microchipping, vaccinations or critical urgent care, you can rest assured knowing that your pet is in loving hands at Treaty Veterinary Clinic Limerick and Shannon. Providing care for your pet since 1986, at Treaty Vets your pet is our priority. Call our 24-hour number 061-328-511 or make an appointment through our website www.treatyveterinaryclinic.com or find us on Facebook or Instagram, Treaty Veterinary Clinic. Proud sponsors of the Health Hub on the Big Bark. All right, and we're joined once again this week by Ashley Buckler from Treaty Vets in Limerick here. And Ashley last week talked a lot about eye conditions and this year we're going to you i suppose this week rather this year this week we're going to talk a bit more about i suppose something else that is as much as vital to dogs as well which is ear conditions 
Ashley, big welcome back to The Big Bark. Hi, Dara. Thanks very much. So, last week we talked a lot about eyes, and obviously this week now, uh, another very important part of the canine body, and indeed for humans as well. We really rely on our own ears, and dogs especially like have, I suppose, much more sensitive hearing to what humans would have. So, I'm I'm very curious to hear this as to, like, I suppose, they might experience a lot more kind of ear conditions than what humans would because their ears are that much more sensitive. So I'm going to hand over to you and let you tell us a bit more about the conditions that dogs can have with their ears. Brilliant, yeah. So, oh yeah, dogs' ears are very important. Um, so it's, this is a huge topic. So I'll just kind of we'll do, again, another whistle-stop tour through dogs' ears and just little, hopefully people will pick up little bits of nuggets of advice that might be useful to them. So um, I suppose we'll start again with puppies. It's nice to start at the start. So um, I suppose with new puppies, just getting them used to having their ears checked and cleaned is really important. Get them really happy with open up their ears, having a look, massaging their ears, so, those kind of things. I would every one to two weeks just get a plain cotton pad with a little bit of warm water on it and just rub the outside of the ears, just getting them used to you doing things with their ears and putting, you know, just your finger, just over your finger, don't go any further than your finger will allow, kind of, and just rubbing around the inside of the ear. It'll help you detect if there is any waxy build up there or any kind of discharge and also just get the puppy used to it. Loads of positive reinforcement. So loads of you're the best man and all those things and even treaties and all that kind of thing. Get them like thinking that you looking in their ears is the best thing ever. Um, avoid using cotton buds in your dog's ears if you can. Um, and then I suppose as your dog is getting older, they might get kind of develop different types of wax in their ears. So for different types of wax, you might need to use a specific dog ear cleaner. So um, you can, if you have quite a yeasty wax, there's ones for that or, you know, an oily wax, there's, there's cleaners for that. So have a chat with your vet when you're in, you know, having a checkup and they can recommend the, the most suitable one. And they can give you a demonstration on how to clean the ears. I just quite like sometimes showing people um, if you just if you have your ear cleaner, they're usually quite a liquidy solution. You can just pull up on the ear to kind of straighten out the canal. You want to fill up that canal with the liquid solution and then just loads of massaging. You're massaging that wax away. So you're massaging, massaging, loosening all that wax and then simply wiping away what comes up. And then it's nice to take your dog for a walk and they can shake their head and get rid of all the rest of it. And massaging both ears regularly is a great way to loosen wax, even without any cleaner or anything. Just while you're sitting on the sofa, um, just giving your dogs an ear massage, they will absolutely love it. It helps to promote self-cleaning, helps to loosen wax. They, you know, they'll really enjoy it. And, and it really helps you detect, you know, early onset of any pain or discomfort. Because if you have a dog that is used to having their ears massaged and they generally like it, and then when you're doing it, they might let out a yelp or something like this. It, it lets you know there's something not right and you can look into it further. Um, so yeah, very important to check your dog's ears regularly as well. So you know what they what a normal ear will look like. So if you're looking at your dog's ears from day dot, you will know what a healthy normal ear is. And then you'll be in the habit of checking the ears and you'll quickly spot when something is wrong. So if you see kind of redness of the skin on the inside of the ear and discharge of any colour, so a yellow, brown or black, they're the most common kind of discharges. Or, or, you know, sometimes you can just see hair loss on the outside of the ear where the dog has been scratching, you know, make sure to get those ears examined. You know, and sometimes you might see your dog scratching the ears, rubbing their head along the ground, shaking their head. Make sure you have a look at these ears and, and see what's going on. So they're just kind of the common signs of, of itchy or painful ears. And um, so I suppose a very common issue, especially in younger dogs and, and in older dogs, too, I suppose, you know, is ear mites. And um, these can be picked up from other animals or the environment. And there's, there's dogs, they can have mites on, on the skin on the outside of the ears or they can be hiding on the inside of their ears also. And and the, both these kind of mites will cause the ears to be intensely itchy. So 
bring your dog into the vet. Sometimes we can take a swab from the ear and look under the microscope. And sometimes we can just see them even just on, on examination with, with the oroscope, with the little tool, we look into the ears, we can see them and then we can treat them effectively. And if you have a dog that likes to swim quite frequently, and um, there's a common condition that they can develop called swimmer's ear. And this is where the inside of the ear is so often getting wet that it can become inflamed and quite easily infected. So if your dog is a swimmer, make sure you're regular checking the ears again. The same again, massaging the ears regularly to check to check if the, if, the, if your dog is showing any signs of pain in the ears. Um, and if so, we might need to reduce that swimming a little bit or, you know, treat it in other ways. Um, and then, you know, some dogs, they like to tear off through bushes or bramble or if they like to rub their face along the ground. Or, you know, when they go to the beach, if they're burying their head in the sand, they can sometimes get foreign bodies or debris, you know, down in the bottom of the ear or grass seeds. This is very irritating for a dog and, and then can lead to the ear becoming infected and then very painful. So if we see a dog, you know, especially with a with a bad ear infection in one ear while the other ear is, is looking normal, we're often very suspicious there might be a foreign body in that ear. And, and you know, sometimes this ear is actually too swollen or too uncomfortable to be ex- able to examine it thoroughly. And we often need to sedate those dogs so that we can get a good look down to the bottom of the ear. And, um, you know, a do- the, the anatomy of a, of a dog's ear, there is what, you know, when you look down, you're looking down into what we call the horizontal canal. But there's actually another canal, you know, adjacent to that called the vertical canal. So sometimes, we, you know, to, to be able to look properly, we actually need to kind of pull up on the ear to straighten the, the 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 vertical or the horizontal canal so that we can look down into that ear and, and see all the way down to the bottom. And sometimes you just need, if, if the ear is very painful, we need sedation to do that. Um, and then I suppose... Um, Certain breeds of dog then are more prone to ear infections than other dogs. So the big poster boy for ear infections is the Cocker Spaniel. Um, however, in truth, any dog with long ears will be more prone to ear infections because there's just less airflow into the ears. Um, so keeping the, the fur trimmed you know, back on these ears and keeping what we call the ear pinna or the ear flap as light as possible will really help. And some dogs, you know, such as kind of the Bichon Freeze or Spaniel mixes, you know, like your cockapoos and your cavapoos, they tend to have quite hairy ear canals. And this can predispose to infection. You know, the ear is unable to clean itself as normal because of all the hair blocking the entrance. So sometimes we need to pluck this hair. And sometimes we can gently just remove it, but sometimes it can be, there can be quite a lot of it. And sometimes it needs sedation, you know, to have this done thoroughly, you know, not to cause discomfort. so, you know, recurrent ear infections are, are a very frustrating thing for a lot of dogs. And, and sometimes, you know, you see dogs again and again that have ear infections all the time and you're not getting to the bottom of it. And so sometimes we need to do, you know, further investigation, like taking swabs, seeing what bacteria they're looking at them under the microscope and trying to figure out why do they keep getting these infections. And one of the main causes for recurrent ear infections in dogs is actually underlying allergies. So, I mean, this is a huge topic. So I don't know, Dara, we might go into this in more detail on another podcast. But just to briefly touch on it, you know, the skin on the inside of the ears is often the first skin kind of part of the skin to become affected when a dog has an underlying allergy. And um, sometimes they will have inflammation of the ears and other locations too. You know, that you might see a dog that has like, licking their feet a lot and also getting ear infections. And that's kind of definitely a red flag for possible allergies. And um, so a big thing that dogs can be allergic to is actually their food. So they're often very, very, um, they can be allergic quite commonly to the protein in the food. So, you know, the chicken, the beef, the dairy, something like this in the food. Um, and that can, that can really cause flare-ups of allergies. And um, at the moment, to our current knowledge, the blood tests for allergies, especially food allergies, aren't really specific enough to be accurate. 
So if we do see a dog that we, we think there might be an underlying allergy, the first step really is to do a food trial with a hypoallergenic hydrolyzed diet. And so this will be done in conjunction with your vet. And um, just so we can, we would talk through all the aspects of that. Um, and if that food trial then comes back as being negative, you know, then you're probably looking at an, an environmental allergy. Um, and this can be anything in the environment from dust mites, house mites, pollens, different types of grasses and trees. So um, that that takes a bit more investigation to get to the bottom of it. Um, and, and, you know, I, I really emphasize, you know, recurrent ear infections, they can be, you know, very frustrating for, for owners and for pets. Um, and they cause a lot of discomfort and worry. So definitely it's just persistence and consistency and we, we, we can successfully manage most of these cases and keep these dogs really happy and comfortable. Um, and, you know, get, get, yeah, get, get, get your dog used to having the ears checked because it'll make things easier down the line. Um, so then I suppose if your, if your dog is, is head shaking a lot, do you, and it, it could be due to an ear infection or for some other reason, um, they're shaking their head, you know, you can hear that flapping of their ears off the side of their head. This aggressive flapping can sometimes cause problems to the actual ear flap itself. So um, because the flap is getting such such vigorously sh- shaken and shaken, sometimes inside and the, under the skin of that ear flap, little vessels can kind of start bleeding and that can form a blood clot in the flap of the ear itself. You'll feel it getting kind of swollen and puffy. And if you notice that, that means that your dog is definitely head shaking quite a lot and it might even be at night while you're in bed. And that needs to be checked out because we need to see, first of all, why are they shaking their head? We need to get that under control. Um, and then we can deal with what it's, it's called an aural hematoma. So it's a, a hematoma is a, you know, a blood clot, a collection of blood that's in under the skin of the, the flap of the ear. We need to treat the reason why are they shaking their head? Is there an ear infection there? Get that under control. And then we treat the hematoma itself as well. Sometimes that needs to be kind of removed from the ear. And um, so there's there's loads and loads of things with with dogs ears. But to just to recap, the most important thing for your dog is to check them often, look at the ears and feel them several times a week so you can pick up on any changes early. The earlier an ear issue is detected, the faster it can be resolved. When we see ears that have long-standing infections, the skin becomes very swollen and thickened and much more challenging to treat. These ear canals, we only have so much space and with recurrent infections, you know, and if they're kind of if they're not managed quickly that skin can really become quite thick and the ear canal can really really get very very narrow and this will cause you know a decrease obviously in the ability of the dog to hear they won't be able to get sounds in we can't then get topical treatment into the ear because there's not enough space um, and these dogs sometimes have to go on to have surgical treatment you know to the walls of their ear canals and that that's very you know invasive so if we can try and avoid that at all by getting these dogs in early and getting them treated early that's that's a huge win you know um and I suppose some dogs just have naturally waxy ears and particularly if they have long and droopy ears we want to be keeping these dogs you know ears clean once you know once a week or once every two weeks to help keep them free of this waxy build up and then some dogs have short ears with plenty of airflow and they don't need to be cleaned so often so and then like you know your dog's ears a healthy ear will clean itself so um the epithelium which is like the the layer of skin on the inside of the ear that has its own little elevator system it kind of brings out the wax itself naturally like ourselves i suppose we're not supposed to really be cleaning our ears too much either it's a natural thing for our ears to clean themselves and you know you have a microbiome we're all we're all talking about microbiomes these days there's a microbiome in your ears too and that needs to be protected and um, because you need a healthy level of kind of wax 
relax in their normal level. So over cleaning, like the swimming, dampening the ears and wetting the ears too often if it's unnecessary could cause problems so you know it's, it's finding that happy balance between keeping the ears you know not not the ears getting blocked up with horrible thick black or you know really strong wax but just having a normal level of wax there that's healthy and um, and then if if the ears in if the ears are inflamed that does stop your little elevator working and that's why we get this buildup of wax and then the ears need to be flushed out so yeah, overcleaning can cause problems too. So the level of cleaning is generally decided on a dog by dog basis. There's kind of no one size fits all rule, you know, I'm afraid as with everything. So have we, we'll always check your dog's ears at every booster vaccination. Every time we see your, your dog or obviously if there's a problem with the ears, we'll, we'll, we'll examine them thoroughly. And we're always more than happy to talk about preventative measures, you know, for, for ear conditions. So, um, so I suppose that, that's kind of the whistle stop tour through it. Um, and any, any questions I'm happy to, to have. So, okay, I suppose uh, you mentioned the ear mites. So, we have three dogs here. We have three Labradors here. Can ear mites jump from, like like with fleas, can ear mites jump from dog to dog? They absolutely can. Yeah, ear mites are very contagious. So, they'll even rubbing heads off dogs that can pass ear mites across. Um, and even, you know, some dogs can pick up rabbit mites and they can sit on the outside of the ears. So, um, yeah, no, they're very contagious. Okay, and I suppose the only other question I have for you there is you mentioned, like, with dogs shaking their head. Uh, now that we're coming into the winter, a lot of people have the heat on again in their house. So if a room, for example, if a dog is in a room, like in a bedroom at night and the heat is quite high, that could, would that be another reason why a dog could be shaking their head, the sensitivity for their ears to heat? I suppose if they're trying to cool down, maybe I suppose the first sign, if, if your dog is overheating, it's generally panting is the first sign. So, you know, if you have a dog in a room, you often see it, dogs lying in front of a lo- lovely hot stove and they love the heat and they're lying there and they're panting, 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 panting. If that's the case, I, you know, I tend to, you know, move the dog away from the heat source. Um, and if they are starting to shake their head, it might be, it might be to do with heat, but generally there'd be other signs first. And, um, you know, any, it, you know, the odd head shake is totally normal. You know, dogs coming out of the water or dogs running, they'll often shake their heads. That's totally normal. It's kind of excessive head shaking is what we're kind of talking about. Like you're sitting down watching TV or whatever, and your dog is, you know, shaking their head every two minutes or shaking their head for five minutes nonstop. Those kind of things. And um, that's definitely what you want to be looking out for. But, you know, a lot of the dogs you know, itch themselves occasionally and shake their head occasionally. That's all totally normal. Like ourselves, very, very normal. It's it's kind of in excess is what we're talking about. So dogs like, you know, you're like, God, he's shaking his head a lot this evening. Have a look down the ears. Perfect. And I suppose there's nothing that you can do about selective hearing where a dog won't respond to the own. <laughs> like, I have like, a dog like, that like suffers from that as well. Yeah. I mentioned uh, last week in the podcast that I was doing a bit of recall training with Roxy outside in the field and Roxy, of course, didn't know her name, but she was able to sue me around me and wrap me up with the actual recall lead with the tracking lead and slap <laughs> me right down on my ass. So it's she's she knows her name when she's called at times. But oh, she's was, a clever. I'm sure she I'm sure she hears the fridge door opening fine. Oh, yeah. And the food going into the bowl. Yeah. Selective here. <laughs> yeah. But she looked, there's nothing no that you can do over there. Listen, Ashley, uh, next week, Hopefully we'll be talking with the run up to Halloween. We'll be talking about Halloween and Perfect. we'll have a few other topics coming up as well. Yeah, we've got a few coming up now. We're going to hopefully have a chat about puppies because 
loads of people like there's always puppies coming around and letting people love to have advice on puppies some people haven't had a dog for a while or they've never had a dog it's their first dog so we'll do a little recap on puppies and general puppy care and then we might do an episode kind of on first aid I think that's quite important so we'll try and get as much information out there for all our dog owners if we can fantastic well look dr ashley Booker from treaty vets thank you as always for joining me great uh, advice there this evening and always a pleasure to have you on thanks so much darren we'll talk to you soon talk to you soon do you have a pet in need of a vet or do you need some health advice for your four-legged friend whether it's for a regular checkup microchipping vaccinations or critical urgent care You can rest assured knowing that your pet is in loving hands at Treaty Veterinary Clinic Limerick and Shannon. Providing care for your pet since 1986. At Treaty Vets, your pet is our priority. Call our 24-hour number 061-328-511 or make an appointment through our website www.treatyveterinaryclinic.com or find us on Facebook or Instagram Treaty Veterinary Clinic. Pride sponsors of the Health Hub on the Big Bark. And a big thanks to Dr. Ashley Bugladale from Treaty Veterinary Clinic, Limerick and Shannon on the Health Hub for chatting to us all about doggies ear conditions and how to look after your dog's ears. Very important because your doggy's ears are so sensitive and it is really important that you look after your doggy's ears. Everything from cleaning to making sure that they're clear from mites and just making sure that the ears are kept dry if they go for a swim. So just make sure to look after your doggy's ears because, well, you wouldn't like it if your ears were giving you issues. So, yeah, be sure to look after your doggy's ears. Now, we don't really have much more to talk about on the show today. There is one thing that I do want to talk about, and that is our Santa Paws campaign called well our Christmas campaign called I Believe in Santa Paws and I know we have Halloween next week but come on I really need to talk about this because this is very very important so here we go okay so if you haven't heard of I Believe in Santa Paws it's about time that you get on over to our website santapaws.thebigback.ie what are we doing we have our calendar back again this year we've ditched the Christmas cards because they didn't work out very well last year but we have our calendar. We have, we're have we aiming to have over 100 dogs at least in this calendar. So you can submit your cal- your images to the calendar as for as many doggies as you want. Submit your images over on on our santafars.bigbat.ie. You can also place your order for our calendars as well. They start at 10 euro. Uh, the prices for those do go up. On the 1st of November. This is our pre-order price. So they go up to 12 euro on the 1st of November. That does not include shipping and postage. So just be sure as well. You have a good read of all the terms and conditions. If you want your targets included. You also have to commit to pre-ordering a calendar. And let's see. Uh, yes you can also enter our raffle. Full details of our raffle and the prizes will be available on the 15th of November. We were hoping to have them available on the 1st of November. But there's still a good bit to go on that. So, you know, that's it. That's pretty much it. Be sure to support our campaign this year. We are raising funds for two amazing charities. DSPCA and Haven Rescue. So be sure that you pop on over to our website. And you get in involved there. So, that's that. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that is actually pretty much it. Uh, not much more to talk about today. We've kind of talked about everything. 
that's all we really want to talk about. So, uh, let's see. Yes, get on over to Santa Paul's Dr. Big Bart.ie to support our Christmas campaign. And you can also listen to our previous episodes on Santa Paul, uh, on the Big Bart.ie. We will be announcing details of our Christmas special very shortly. That will be the first week of November. We're announcing all the details there. We will be having a live episode for that. And it's, well, it's more or less. We'll bring it back all over for Christmas on a much smaller scale this year compared to previous years. So that is pretty much all for this week. Be sure to check out our socials, our Instagram, our TikTok, and our Facebook pages. Uh, be sure to check out the Big Bat.ie for all our previous episodes or ch- catchers on Spotify and iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And from me here, I will chat to you on Sunday evening at sometime around Sunday afternoon. We'll have the Halloween episode up. And, well, that's pretty much it. Have a great week. And remember, this is the place where you get all the canine stories for you. With the latest of the canines, the big buck, all the doggiest headlines. With your host, Dara, Nelly, Roxy, and Bruno, they're the kind of dogs that you know. It's time to talk about health, nutrition, training, talk with canine professionals, owners, and dogs. It's the big buck, the big buck.